0: Insert disc two. You know, a couple weeks ago, I talked about uh, how the YouTube uh, hate the, machine. No, the, well, yeah, sort of. But the YouTube uh, community, especially the retro bunch, which is what I mainly watch, they all are like sharks. And when they see a fresh piece of meat in the water, they jump in there and start gnawing away. You know, and they all do. It. So. For a while, it was the it was the PlayStation Portable or PlayStation Mini. They killed that. Then the, and then you also had your uh, then the Neo Geo got some of that. And then you had your uh, the One Up Arcade. And they got they got hammered and hammered and hammered. So this week, I don't know if you heard this, but there's a and I'm not going to go into it because my point of this is not the item, but the reaction to it. There's a rapper guy called Soldier Boy. Yeah, you ever heard of him?
1: He's got a console. That's
0: right. And and this console, what what Soldier Boy did uh, for the uninformed was basically put his name on some Chinese, you know, pirate consoles. You sure. Can, you can buy them by the bushel. Mm-hmm. They've got tons of them out there. Now I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know Jack squat. About
1: uh, soldier Boy. Uh, that shocks me.
0: I don't know. I mean, I think I may have heard his name. I don't know any songs he sings. Can you name any of his tunes? No, I don't know anything about him. All right. Either, I mean, I, and I, I like some rap stuff, but I, just, I don't know who he is. All right. I, I've heard his name. Uh, but uh, this was the crap de jour this week for the YouTube retro community. Everyone had to put out as many videos as they could, as fast as they could. Mm-hmm. On the Soja Boy console, mm-hmm. how ludicrous it was, how appalled they were, how he's going to get in trouble. Uh, even guys I respect uh, loaded up on this, and I'm going to give you an example. This, is a, I get a lot of my uh, uh, news about the uh, um, about the retro pie stuff from a guy called Mad Little Pixel. He's great. He's a great guy. I like all his videos, but this week. Even him, even this fellow, was was going nuts on this soldier Boy stuff. And then I listened to a video he put out just, I think it was last night, where he said, listen, he goes, I know a lot of you guys have lost sort of respect for me for all this soldier Boy stuff. He goes, because I know it's not a real story and I'm just doing this. He goes, but I, I'm just trying to expand my channel. He was honest about it. And so I guess my question to you is, Boat, uh, what do you think about... Uh, Jumping on this idiot stuff, just solely on the basis of trying to get some action view-wise. I mean, this worries me, and, and because it, this is proliferates a lot of stupid information, a lot of uh, uh, Me Too uh, uh, shows, and it. And so, when you're like me, and you're consuming some of this stuff, it just gets it gets old, and it seems sort of pathetic. What do you think?
1: Well, we've never been at a better time to vote with our eyeballs. Um, back in the day if something was on TV and you didn't like it you didn't have much choice the best thing you can do if this sort of thing makes you mad is to not click on the stuff in the first place you know yeah. the, one of the great things about content is that right there on the headline is this is what I'm ranting about uh, the whole reason like what is his name Mad Little M- Pixel Mad Little um, the whole reason why he did it just like you said was because people are searching for it the more clicks he gets the more money he makes um, you know i didn't want to do any of that rk one up stuff but that's what people are that's what people are uh, talking about i thought it was cool you know it is interesting to talk about i would have rather talked about something else but the stuff that i like talking about you know 80s wrestling people aren't into that they're not searching for it and it does bring people into your channel when you talk about stuff that's in the zeitgeist, stuff that's in the mainstream. Well, I, I, I enjoyed the
0: arcade stuff because I, I find that interesting. And again, I thought the topic was... Uh...
1: It's also germane to our channel because we are a retro gaming channel. Right. And that's the thing, like, My Little Pixel, he's not talking about, like, President Trump getting impeached or something like that. It's still ancillary to his his topic for his channel. So I'm not so angry about people that do stuff like that because it is a gaming story that is popular, that people do want to get people's takes on.
0: You know, the, this goes falls into a bigger category. And I think about this occasionally. Um, what are you doing this for? And I don't mean you in particular, I just mean in general. When you go out of your way, and we didn't start out on YouTube. This was sort of, we just sort of kind of rolled into it. We were doing podcasts, right? Podcast guys. And eventually we got into the YouTube scene. And, and we have both learned, I mean, I think this is, no one's going to be stunned, that there's not a lot of money uh, to be made on YouTube unless you're a monster. Right. All right. Uh, but people are, and they're swinging, they're trying to get it. So, but I mean, uh, are you, are people doing this? I mean, it's. I think, I wonder how many people start off like we did with a love of something. I don't know really you just mean retro gaming, just cooking or whatever. And then at some point they were just like, well... Time to fully sell out and just try to grow this channel.
1: Well, I think that there's a there's a wide leap between time to grow my channel and time to fully sell out. You're 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 connecting two dots that are very, very Do far you think apart. there's a wide leap? Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay, I mean I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just you know
1: it's like, you know, it's, it's like when we talk about anything that's Amiga news related, like Vampire and stuff like that. Like, if we never talked about the Vampire again, do you know how happy I'd be? I'd be ecstatic, but we've got to talk about it because we're a freaking Amiga show.
0: I like the Vampire. Well, I mean, I like that makes about one of it. us. I like talking about it. I think it's a, uh, I think the Vampire is, uh, uh, it's an interesting, not only is it an interesting piece of technology, but I think it's an interesting social experiment. To uh, to watch people's reactions to how where it falls, I'm,
1: obviously, because we're talking about it again. Yeah, I, well, I, I thought you wanted to. You brought it up, right? So, <laughs> in whenever you're doing anything that's related to something else, and you have any interest in getting more people to come watch your thing, you're going to have to do things that you don't obviously all that you don't want to do all the time.
0: I agree. I mean, I, I think you're, I mean, also when you're like, we're a, a, like a partnership, right? right? And then I'm hooked up with Brent on the other show and, and was hooked up with you for a while, and you still come in and out. And so you have to sort of agree on stuff. Mm-hmm. I think we generally, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty easy going, and you usually make the right call, so I pretty much defer to you. But it does bring two, uh, it does bring a certain amount of, um, uh, uh, it brings two differing uh, ways of doing things and, and things and ways of addressing stuff, and I, so it's probably a good thing because I like that. I kind of like some of the uh, edgier situations with the Amiga community. I, mean, I, don't, I, I wish it all get together, but I mean it's still interesting to look at and talk about. Whereas you're more of like uh, into the Atari community where there's a lot less infighting and a lot more. And getting, by the way, they get a lot more done. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, and, and probably a more respected community. It's and it doesn't mean the Atari's better. it's just, it just, I don't know why. It's It's a, it's like a different that. community. Uh, and uh, um, so, it, so we we have a little bit of each one. In truth,
1: know. be told, it's a much smaller community. I mean, the really, yeah. Well, I would never. Have, I would think the Atari community was bigger. No, no freaking way. The Amiga sold so many more units than the Atari. The Amiga was out for so much longer than the Atari. I mean, it was relevant for so much longer than the Atari, I, don't know the Atari
0: I mean, it was the, out the, more
1: recently. And the, more was, more, well, no. Like, the Atari came out in 1978. Right. And its heyday was pretty much 78 to 85. Right. Okay? The ST and the Amiga came out in 85. Right. The Amiga was relevant from 85 to 95. It's like ten years, eighty-five to ninety-four, if you want to say when Commodore went out of business. But it was really even relevant beyond that. Um, and over that time period, it sold so many because it was such a it was such a bigger thing in more countries. I mean, computers in general. The Amiga did have the advantage of coming out later right. in the life cycle of the home computer. Um, but yeah, I mean the C's almost everything outsold the Atari. I mean it's sort of the consensus, at least among the Atari community, that the Atari was the best, least successful of the major Atari or the major eight bit platforms, that being C sixty four, Apple II, and Atari.
0: It's I, I, I I'm not saying you're wrong, it just but it does surprise me because it seems like the Atari. Uh, guys in the, the, the forums and, and that group There's, and they, they do a lot of hardware, they do a lot of software, they do a lot of projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are quoted a lot and they're you know and they're linked a lot. Uh, it seems like they are, uh, have been around forever and it seems like they're vast. You know, I never really thought of the Amiga community as being
1: vast. Mm-hmm. And you know? I think uh, some of it might have to do with the fact that the 8-bit systems are easier for more people to get into and really do programming for. You know, like I did a little demo on the Atari 8-bit. Like, I programmed it. I could never do anything remotely close to that on the Amiga.
0: Yeah, I mean, I it, I think it's, I, it, it's two different sides of the same coin for sure. But the Amiga side... Uh, the Atari side just seems, and maybe the smallness is part of it. Maybe it's easier to get organized, mm-hmm. and it, and you've weeded out some of the goofballs that are that are going to disrupt the the, uh, the community. You
1: also have fewer. Um, well, I, I don't know. It'd be kind of interesting um, because I was going to say you have fewer hardware uh, internal modifications that you're dealing with because you know the you got the AC or the AGA and the OCSEs. You know you can't make one for the you know you don't have compatibility across the board, but with the Atari computers, you're really limited, not so much through the processor, but the amount of RAM that came out. Do with you these think, models, so.
0: and, and again, I'm not sitting here, I'm not here to uh, uh, crucify the Amiga community. A fine bunch. Always been nice to me, by the way. Uh, but do you think if a vampire style gimmick came out for the Atari, I don't know, and let's say just this is nutty, this never happened. Let's say an Atari uh, FPGA thing came out to let the uh, the four hundred, eight hundred, the eight hundred XL play ST games. It's something wacky like that. Would do you think there would be a rift in the Atari community like there is in the Amiga? I'm, I'm trying to think of something. That's, that's a great question.
1: It's so um, it's so wacky that you almost can't even imagine it because the. You know, a lot of the demo, like the high-end demos that are appearing on the Atari 8-bit, are almost sort of like mini vampires in themselves, where you have this demo running off a cartridge, where the cartridge has a processor on the cartridge, and the uh, the all it's doing is tapping into the video output of the Atari system itself. So right. there are already are vampire-like things that are happening, and but nobody nobody really cares. Really.
0: Do you, you think it's just not as many people using it, and they don't? It's not that big a deal because I'm telling you, you can't. If you can't bring up, if I went to the Amiga Facebook group and just posted something that said basically like the vampire's great, you would have uh, uh, 200 people chiming on, and they do it every time.
1: I think it's uh, part of it has to do with the fact that the vampire is um, a uh, you know, um, un, it's not, it's it is a for profit project. You know, they are not shame they're not they're not saying, Oh yeah, you know, like this is this is I mean, they're saying this is a thing that you can buy, it's for sale. We've jacked around with the price, we've made it lower, we've made it higher, nobody's really sure why. That plays a lot into it. When it's somebody doing a fan project like this this Atari thing I was talking about, they're not out there trying to, to sell it to unsuspecting buyers. So there's
0: not a lot of people out there trying to make a buck.
1: I mean, there there are people that are selling like homebrew software, right? But I think that that's a different level of uh, play than selling something that costs four or five hundred dollars. Because you know, you know a it's funny edition.
0: along these lines. I I we didn't mention this in the news, but I read an article this week or saw a new a headline, and it was something to the effect of that the uh, the outfit that was making that uh, really slick looking Amiga game front end. That uh, that a while back, and we actually covered it. Mm-hmm. They had shut down their their project effectively, and, and apparently part of it was over uh, problems with one of the Amiga rights holders, uh, the whichever one you take your pick. I'd heard they were at least in negotiations with Kalanto, so I don't want to I don't want to mm. finger Calanto. And again. Did you hear
1: about this? While yeah, and about again, them? it's because they wanted to sell it. Right and you know and that's that's really when you're trying to sell a product based on something that you don't actually own, then you've got problems. Do you uh, d- does Atari have the same sort of uh,
0: issue with because uh, uh, Atari didn't really have a Kickstart? Right you don't
1: have the, you don't have that problem because Atari doesn't have a Kickstart. it's just the, it's the BIOS that's built into the machine.
0: One would wonder, we've mentioned this before when you when you come up with these nutty devices, it's just like the new Kickstart that came out that ended up getting you know taken off the mm-hmm. market, Is there enough users to warrant this amount of angling for profit? I mean, how much profit are you going to make off this stuff? It just makes me wonder. I just watched, I just watched an excellent uh, documentary on the, uh, I think it's the, uh, is it the Vega or what, the the ZX Spectrum handheld that came out, Mm -hmm. and it was just a disaster. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a very good. It was like an hour and a half long. And he went into all the trouble these guys got into and how much money they owed for this thing. And really, they only had... They had so few backers. And it made me think about uh, the the, the Amiga. How many people... How many people are out there that will buy this
1: stuff? Is it worth even all the trouble? And that's part of the reason why I think it's it's expensive is because they want to recoup their not only their material costs, but the cost that they spent putting it together, you know, developing the product and all that stuff. And because they're not going to be able to sell this to every person on the street, they have to make the profit, you know, you have to charge more when the volume is lower. And that pisses your, the people that want to buy it off because they think, well, all this is is this. Why yeah. should it? Why should it cost this much?
0: I, I was listening. You know, the, the uh, was it the Spectrum Next? Mm-hmm. Which I, wanna, I actually wanted to mention this to you real quick. We got time. Oh yeah. Um, I was listening to uh, Retro Game Roundup uh, last week, and there's there, a fellow one there does a show called Dinosaur Pie. Uh, he's a uh, graphics guy, which I, I can remember his name right off the top of my head. Uh, he's usually pissed off uh, about stuff. Uh, he's I don't know. I don't necessarily think he's the best guy, but you know, I, apparently he was a guy that did a lot of good art. I've, I, you know, he, he and he had some interesting topics slants. But he got into talking about the the uh, audience that will be available for the Spectrum next when it finally ships. It's another project that's been besieged with besieged with uh, delay after delay, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be out already. And it still hasn't been. You know, it's supposed to be out last. You know, this time last year or whatever. And he boiled down the amount of backers this thing had. And then and then and how many people had pre ordered and how many of those had pre ordered two of them and he tried to grind it down the real numbers. Mm-hmm. And the real numbers that he came up with were startlingly low. And sure. He, and he were, and he were talking about a second a second run of these perhaps, if you had enough people. And even with that run, the numbers were, were very low. I mean when I say low I'm talking under five thousand, you yeah. know. And, it, and he got to and and so it got me to thinking what are the in the real world when you because you've got a, a lot of people are making uh, commercial games for this thing mm-hmm. right now I hear about it a lot on this show and others um, how many of these people are going to make dime one off this stuff and how much money is there to be made and I'm not saying stop right now don't do it because I mean I'm sure some of it's a labor of love or whatever but if you're looking to turn a nickel in the retro community, especially a community like say the Amiga, where pretty much all the games have been up for grabs for for decades, you're looking at an uphill battle, aren't you? I mean, some of these guys are doing
1: it; they're putting out games with new boxes and stuff. Right. I think that you you hit the nail on the head. One, software is vastly cheaper to produce than than hardware, so your upfront costs aren't aren't there. Number two you can sell a game based on the packaging. You can say, "In order the deluxe edition that's got the clamshell case or the steelbook or whatever. And people like that stuff. People like having something to put on their shelf. Um, and you can keep the cost down. I think that people realize that if you can, if you can sell a new game for under 20 bucks, you know you're going to be able to a please your fans because you're selling it for not too much and two your 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 manufacturing costs are going to be low because you're making you know either a floppy disk or a game it's just not a lot to it right and so uh you're going to be able to make some money now nobody's getting rich you know going to retire making homebrew games but it's a way to make back some of the money that you spend doing something you love not unlike the show that we're on right now it's It'll be interesting when the next. Uh, let's assume the
0: next does ship at some point, because I'm telling you, after watching this other thing, I, I would be worried because this <laughs> this is quite a tale.
1: Now, uh, the, the okay. I just want to make sure because I get confused a lot. Okay. The Vega is the handheld. That's right. The next is the thing that looks like a Spectrum except it's got a proper keyboard and like modern inputs. That's and right. So, That's okay. right. That's right. Okay. Uh,
0: uh, the uh, And I think it's the Vega. Whatever the one is that they sent out with, that had all the hand-painted buttons uh-huh. and everything, you know. Um, assuming the next ships, and I think it will be... Uh, uh, The guys at Retro Asylum are tight with the people making it and they seem to act like it's all they're just Yeah, and we have
1: several backers are on our Discord. Yeah, Yeah. oh, really? Yeah, Chris Folds, I think, and
0: maybe some Um, others too. So, one would assume, Mm -hmm. okay, that's going to come out. Uh, and uh, but I wonder, it'll be interesting to see what kind of market they have because it's supposed to have some sort of way to have some sort of like Spectrum next market Mm -hmm. that'll come out. It'll be interesting to see what can be done on there because if they can put together a little cottage industry for local bedroom programmers to get back into it. and people are buying this stuff. It would be, it's almost like a pipe dream. It'd be glorious to have something like that happen. We've seen an uptick in Amiga uh, homebrew this year with uh, nice packaging mm-hmm. and, and some and some excellent stuff. We've, yeah. we've really enjoyed it. Uh, um, most of what we played and you just play what was the
1: thing you just played the other day? So uh, that was Rodman and that was that was we didn't for, talk about that on the show
0: and I forgot about yeah, it.
1: And that was for the uh the Specy.
0: That was yeah, yeah that's that what I thought. Game. That, yeah. was about, that
1: was the future is an eight eight bit. Uh Tim I can't think of Tim's last name, but uh Patreon supporter Tim. You, you dug it, right? Absolutely. It was a great yeah. game. And I, I think we, we might have gotten into it
0: last week, but I remember we talked about mm. it at least for the And private. You
1: know, one of the things that makes that so cool, and this is a, I don't know if this is a new developer or not, but i would never seen it, is they actually sell that game on a multi-format cassette. So it's only one cassette, but when you put it in a C64 tape drive, it will find the, C, the thing the C64 understands and display it put the same tape in a Spectrum it works its magic on there so that's awesome that's mm. really cool you just remind me of something else okay which we keep going let's keep going uh, I was looking at YouTube last
0: night and they've released a new update for the uh, C64 Mini
1: <clears throat> I'm turning the corner on the Mini okay I'll be honest with you uh, and I'll tell you why. Now, are you um, are you part of the uh, YouTube community that is turning the corner? Is that do you see this happening with more and more people that no, are coming around? the
0: only reason I knew that there was an update for it, well, I knew t- I, I keep up on this stuff, and but Sh- Shane Armand-Rowe t- did a little video up th- talking about the update. But they've done this is the second update because the the U.S. version was an updated version. When this thing came out, uh, adding games was a real hassle. You had to go through the uh, C64 DOS and do so much stuff. And what they've done is they've actually made this thing. Uh, the interface is nice and smooth. This update that you just put out adds a game, which is awesome. You're mm-hmm. getting a game. Sure. I mean, I, that right there sold me, and it's a good game. It's a Galaga clone. Uh, and you're also getting a, a, a – they also have built it a way for you to use the keyboard as a second player. Oh, So that's if you've got nice. a, a keyboard hooked up, you can use it as a second player mm-hmm. uh, and do some uh, hotkey stuff. Uh, I, I will give these guys credit. They put the C64 Mini out. It was obviously a success, and they didn't rest on their laurels. They've really been out there supported. This is the second update.
1: Well, I think uh, they're resting. They're 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 out there doing stuff because it was so broken from the get go. It wasn't broken. It was. Uh, it, it, they have, did you read any of the reviews when it first came out about the lag and the bad controls? The, and the, the, the good, oh, listen, you, you can't fix that controller in BIOS. <laughs> but there's a. There's All a, I'm saying is, if this would have been a hit out of the gate, those guys would have been this resting. Is, this on is
0: their a play. Hey, it, it was a hit out. It was a hit out of the gate. It did, it oh. it sold well. It sold very well. Ask oh. uh, I ask anybody, and I have no doubt that we'll see a full sized. uh C sixty four mini with the keyboard pretty soon. At that point, it wouldn't really be mini though. Then we'll get into the realm of using that keyboard, which I've got the the Raspberry Pi and a C sixty four and the keyboard is yeah the, the, man you're... that keyboard's a hassle. But I'll give them credit for for uh I mean adding a game it never would have even occurred to me. And of course, you could do that with the C sixty four mini because the games are so small. Mm-hmm. Now, how do they deliver Do they deliver it via SD card, the, the firmware update? I think or? you can, I, I would assume. I didn't watch him actually install the update. Uh, but uh, I think that's neat. I like it when a company goes out there and uh, keeps, it keeps the ball rolling on and some that's of this And that's the,
1: the, the positive of the world that we live in where, yeah, you know, you, you can patch things after they leave the factory. Right, right.
0: You know? I mean, we always complain about that. But, I mean, the CC-14, yes, it, it was not perfect. Mm-hmm. But the American version was a lot better. I mean, for one thing, it added instant access to your, you know, game library with the SD. Uh, you also, it, it did a few things better. I mean, again, the, the stick they chose. I mean, let's face facts; it was a budgetary decision. Sure. You know, the same thing with the arcade One Ups. They don't have the best controls. Mm. They, don't, they certainly don't have the best spinners or whatnot. Uh, but uh, it's nice that it's nice to see them keep the ball rolling. And I think they've made enough money. I mean, that's clearly the, the that was a unmitigated success. And I, I have no doubt. That they're going to come back with something with something even. Better. I would
1: like to see a full size C64. I mean, I sure. I am into vintage computers that have usable keyboards. Uh, you know, if that if that ever if the Amiga ever came out with something like that, I'd be all over it. You know, an Amiga 500 or 600 looking thing with an HDMI out and an SD card slot. I'm in business. You know, one thing, and I'll get more into this on the
0: on the show. We can close with this. Uh, Speaking of the minis, uh, last year I I, uh, wholeheartedly predicted that we'd see an Amiga Mini in the the future. I didn't know it would be this year. Um, I won't predict it again uh, because uh, what we've seen this year from uh, big business Amiga is that they can't play well together. Right. And so unless Coloanto goes out, for example, and actually physically gets somebody in Hong Kong or something to make these things Mm -hmm. and then slaps the name on it and puts them out there... I don't think they can play well, I don't think they can get along well enough to put up a, a a darn thing. I agree with you. You know, and it's and that's, and I think I, I think the C64 is a is a shining example that the an, an Amiga mini not necessarily here, but in the but in the UK and Europe, I think it would you would you would move some. I mean, if the Neo Geo got one there's no reason the Amiga can't get one, and the Amiga was uh, far more popular in the UK and Europe than the Neo Geo. Not over here, but over there. It was.
1: Yeah, I, I again, you know, I just think it has to do with multiple companies owning different parts of the. the well,
0: whole. I think there's. I listen. I was thinking about it. There's enough Amiga software that's been released into the, in the public domain where you could put together a pretty nice setup. Now, if you go out and look, there's been we've covered a bunch of stuff where they just gave away the code. I mean, you could probably work something out. And if you can get one or two big companies on board, if you can get... uh uh, the the Cygnosis people on board or the EA people or somebody where you've got a bunch of games, even someone like accolade, where you can put your test drives and your and your bar games stuff yeah. like that on there, then you might have some. Maybe
1: some and maybe they'll you know the, the, the like Lafari says in the chat that the C64 mini guys have hinted they're working on an Amiga Mini. Maybe the success of the C64 mini was just what they needed to bring to these developers saying, listen, you've got this stuff in your back catalog. We've proven that we can do this and make you some money. Let me ask you a question. Uh,
0: Just uh, I know we said we're going to close, but I'm not done. That's our Atari Mini. Okay, we know there's an Atari Twenty Six Hundred Mini out there. Uh, You mean like the flashback? Yeah. Okay. And is there any legs for something? because Atari's got this thing coming out. We've talked about this thing before, but it's been radio silent. Are you talking
1: about the Atari Box? That's right. Okay. So is this? Are we going to ever see this thing? I think it's still in development. You know, it's just one of those things that they they don't want to release something. What's your confidence level at? Low. Uh, I think it, you know. <laughs> I, I think it's got it's got it's it's got all the makings of another Ouya. Um, I mean, the Ouya did deliver something that was uh, something playable. I mean, yeah, I, I had new. An yeah, I have full confidence that the Atari will also, but at the price point that I think that they're going to go for, um, and the the feature set that they have, I just don't see why someone would spend that kind of money. Um, I think the you know the the way again the way that Nintendo did this it was perfect. You know, you sell this thing for fifty or sixty bucks. It's got all the top games that you remember, and you know, it's it's cute and it looks good and it, it ticks all your nostalgia buttons. If they can follow the same, how much does the C sixty four mini go for? It's about the same, right? Uh, yeah, they're both up in the between fifty and seventy bucks. Well, I mean, like I don't think like either one of them are fifty. I
0: think they're both up into seventy to uh, ninety nine. The NES Classic range. was fifty nine ninety nine. So it's not 50 either. Right. <clears throat> um, Nintendo looks better every day. And it, let's face facts. When they put these minis out, they had things that other places didn't have. They had built in fans that would love all the old stuff. And they had collectors that'll buy anything that moves. Mm-hmm. Right? But they could have done what the PlayStation did and just put out a lump. Right. And Nintendo is not necessarily well known for their attention to detail in some of this stuff when it comes to, like, I mean, look, you know, online stuff or whatever. But. They put a great interface in. They put the controllers were too short on the NES, but they both they worked. Mm-hmm. They were easy to use. The thing played all the games you wanted to play. And I'm taking the hacking out of right. it. Uh, and you know how I felt about it. But I mean if you're gonna have minis, if you're gonna buy a mini, you want one that looks good, plays good, it saves all your games mm-hmm. and doesn't give you any crap. Right. Right. And they both do that. They look great. Everyone loves it, marveled at it. And on top of the fact that it had all the Nintendo properties. Mm-hmm. PlayStation, again, we've talked about this, but Sony didn't, didn't give a damn. They just probably sent this out to one of their weird eighth-party cabinets somewhere in the back of the building to put this thing together, and they just put out a dud. Yeah. And, they, and what it does is it actually... Aside from the fact that you don't sell that many, it makes you look bad. Sure. That's I the mean, downside the dam- of it. We,
1: we talked about this a couple weeks ago in another context, but there is such a thing as damaging the brand for right. bad PR. I mean, people have the PlayStation 4. I'm not going to say it's going to bring them down, but it makes you look like a jerk. Yeah. It's like, wow, well, you know,
0: why would you care so little about your back catalog? Mm-hmm. Um, the Neo Geo, I'm not going to kill it as bad. I thought it was a stupid idea, but it's very Japanese. And, they, and the Japanese do things their own way. And it and this is what they came up with a little cab, mm-hmm. that's fine. Uh, so, but it is what it is. Uh, but uh, they're inexcusable with the PlayStation. But and but I mean the C sixty four, you got to give the guys credit on that too. And it's it is very NES like. I mean it, the the interface looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they put a lot of work into it, and uh, it, it does exactly what you want it to do. And so including the video options and stuff. And uh, so kudos to them. Hey, I, I've turned around this C sixty four mini. I, I still. It's less stupid to me than some of these other minis, only because it's dealing with a CCD4 is a lot tougher than dealing with an NES, even in even in emulation. Right. You right. know. So I mean, good for them. And it so they've actually
1: changed the code in some of the games to make them entirely joystick compatible. Well, is they've got, got on, they've got an
0: onboard key keyboard. They've got an on-screen keyboard okay. that comes up. Okay. That's why the joystick has all those extra buttons. They've got extra buttons you can use on there. But you, plus, you can plug in a USB keyboard. This stuff all goes away once you have a proper keyboard. Sure. And so that's the next step they'll sell a ton of those Mm -hmm. they'll absolutely sell as many as they want to sell because clearly the c64 uh nostalgia is alive and well everywhere because i know everyone loves it i've not seen one of these things in the store
1: locally have you ever seen one never so and I've looked, so that's kind of. A I moment. did see a uh, arcade one up my first time. Saw one in Walmart today. They've got it at the Hurricane Walmart now. They've yeah, got they, a Pac-Man machine there. They've got them. They just uh, it out for. It's out for play. play yeah. Did you try it? I, there was a guy with a baby in one hand playing Pac-Man in the other hand. So yeah, I, I mean, did not disturb him.
0: Uh, the uh, it's funny. There's a there's a separate arcade community building up to these. It's it's sort of a one up arcade community that have these things, and they've been ostracized by the arcade people, and so they've, they've kind of got their own thing going. And good for them. You yeah, know? I think. Uh, with proper modification and uh, care. They they seem to be doing the right
1: thing, you know, again, because they made some mistakes out of the gate, but like selling the plexi, or giving away the plexiglass cover to people who had the sort of bad, you know, control panel paint and stuff like that. So I mean, and I hope they continue. I, listen, I want (laughs) to see the, you know, as long as it doesn't interfere with my ability to play MAME games on my MAME cabinet totally illegally. Yeah. I wanna see the uh I wanna see the the arcade scene thrive. I wanna see a million of these arcade one up cabs. You know, I wanna see a Mr. Do one. I'd buy one, you know, at the right price with all the Mr. Do games on it looking uh-huh. cool. Oh uh-huh, man, the problem is you've got a horizontal well, I know it's not a problem for
0: you, but you've got uh horizontal and vertical mm-hmm. Mr. Do's in there. That much said uh, I would love to see if we're going to talk about dream wishes. I'd like to see a, uh, a Turbo Graphics mini yeah. that includes some of the CD games. Hey man,
1: games. I think that that would be and that thing sold so well in Japan. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that. I've been came playing
0: out. a lot of PC Engine slash Turbo stuff this week, and it's great. I've been playing the hell out of Blazing Lasers, uh, and it's it's such a fun game. Uh, they've got a lot of good stuff on there. I've been playing a lot of N64. Uh, you know, both those are ripe for the picking. So if they're doing N64 one, I'm sure you can gather up, you know, 15, 20 games to put on there that people would like. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: I guess we're done. That's
0: it. Adios.